Welcome to Emmett Audio. So, what do you do if you've been doing a thing and it hasn't been working? If you've been doing a thing and it just isn't working out. What do you do? Do you quit? When do you quit? Under what conditions? What should you do before you quit? What are your options? I've been thinking about this lately because see a number of people in the spoon carving scene for whom it isn't working out. It isn't panning out the way that they hoped it would. And I want to share my own story of what I did when it wasn't working out for me in the hopes that it can encourage some of you to figure out what the next right move is for you. So when I started out carving spoons, I looked at all the successful people and I thought, okay, I'll do what they're doing. And The two main things that I could articulate to myself at that time that they were doing is they were doing work of a certain quality and they were charging a certain price for it. That's what I could articulate. And so that's what I did. I bought some of their work and said, oh, this is the quality. At the time I thought, huh, that's, that's not that amazing. And then I said, okay, that's their price. I'll do a similar price. Maybe it was a little lower, but a similar price. Well, it didn't work out for me charging that price for my work. It didn't work out at all. You see, what I hadn't come to appreciate was that everyone's at the point in the journey that they're at and when you look at someone who's successful and you're trying to back engineer how to be successful like them the thing to do is not to look at what they're doing right now but to look at what they did back when they were in your shoes now sometimes you do that and it's not very helpful because you realize oh This person got a lucky break in this way or that way that I'm not going to get. Or this person just had circumstances that no longer exist in terms of the way social media is or the way the scene is. Sometimes what you realize is that this person labored in obscurity for years before it magically happened overnight 
And often what you find is that the person did things differently than how they're doing them now. I had to make the hard realization that I was charging far too much for my work before I started getting the results that I wanted. And I had to, I pushed and I pushed and I pushed, sending out samples to stores, trying to draw up wholesale accounts on this idea that that's how I should do things, but really laboring under this idea of charging as much as I thought I should charge. And then I thought I'd try and sell one-off things online, and that wasn't working. And it wasn't until I lowered my price really low, cut it in half, that I started getting momentum. And the number one thing that I see in people who are struggling and feeling like this thing isn't working out is that their prices are too high. They've run the calculation in their head that if they can't do it for this amount of money, then that's not valuing their time and they should just get another job. Well, sure, you can get another job if you could get one, right? But the point is you want to do this thing. So what price are you willing to pay to do this thing? And what path are you willing to walk? And maybe that path is going to involve you making less money before you make the money that you do want to make. That wouldn't be unique in the course of history that you'd have to put in your dues. Who says that you don't have to put in your dues right now at the stage that you're at? So that's the thing I see most often, and that's the thing that was plaguing me, was having an inflated sense of what their work was worth, because of course to you it's worth a lot. You're valuing your time at a certain price, and it's hard, especially before you've developed enough skill to be fast at something, to say, well, look, I can make a really good quality thing, but it takes me a couple hours. So I need to charge a couple hours worth of my time, and even if I just barely do that, well, I can't really see a future where I'm earning enough money. And it's kind of a leap of faith to say, if I value flow rather than my time, if I value staying in the game, if I value putting in the practice, right? I could either put in the practice and charge what I charge and have a lot of stuff build up because it won't sell. Or I could have everything fly off the shelf because it sells because it's cheap. Well, the nice thing about things flying off the shelf because they're cheap is that those people are going to come back for more if you did a good job. And they're going to talk about it with their friends. And you're going to build um, essentially proof of what your work is worth to people. And you're, able, you're then going to be able to ratchet up your prices. It's a delicate thing, ratcheting up your prices. You're always going to drop some people off when you increase your prices. And so the trick is to increase your prices at a rate that gives you the amount of work coming in that you want. 
until you have as much work coming in as you want, keep your prices low. If you don't have as much money coming in as you want, lower your prices. Now the second thing that's hard to do when it isn't working out the way you want is it's hard to assess the tone you're taking, the stance you're taking, the space you're taking up in a scene, the attitude you're bringing to the table, and to ask yourself, is this helping me or hurting me? Because a lot of times when I see people struggling, it's because their attitude, even though on paper it looks good, there's something a little off about it. There's something a little off, and you know it when you see it. There's a tone of, I don't know, entitlement or something. Something not quite right with the, the like, human gut sense of human interaction. And so, well, that's a hard thing to recognize about yourself. None of us wants to think, uh, maybe it's me. Maybe I'm not so good with presenting myself. None of us wants to think, well, maybe I just shot myself in the foot by opening my mouth. And if you do, how, do, how can you trust yourself to put yourself out there? Because you do need to put yourself out there. And I would say, first of all, positivity sells. Right? Especially for something like wooden spoons where nobody actually needs what you're selling. Being a positive light in someone's life is what makes them want to buy from you. And when you act at all entitled or grumpy at people or snarky, you're turning away the very people who could be your customers. This is a hard thing, looking at yourself and asking yourself, how, what could I do differently that would make things work out better? But it really is the truth. And what I think is that the attitude to keep your work price low often goes hand in hand with the correct attitude to be a joyful presence in people's lives. And so what you'll often see is that the people for whom it's relatively easy to do one, they're also doing the other just intuitively. Because the attitude of having your work be priced low is an attitude of humility. And the attitude of insisting that your work be priced at what you think it should be priced at is one of pride. And you say, well, pride in your work is a good thing, but it's indicative of other things as well. The third thing that you can do when it's not working out is to ask yourself, what are the things that you've been too proud to do? What are the opportunities out there that you have told yourself, ah, I don't need to do that. This is, this is what I should be doing. You know, that's not, that's not for me. 
either because you don't want to do it because it requires a skill that you need to learn or because you look down your nose at it right maybe there's some way to creatively do something that would give you different results now number three probably won't work unless you fix number one and number two you might be able to get away with just number one just getting your price into alignment and you could still not work on number two and it would, might be okay if you have number two perfect you might be able to get away with number one being out of alignment but probably not but it's definitely not worth working on number three until you fix number one and number two because number three is really just about getting more people to see your work really that's all it is is casting a wider net with the idea that if you cast a wider net you'll pull in more fish eventually but if you are turning people away once they've come to you either by how you're behaving or by the price point that you have and the perceived value of your work then casting a wider net won't really help you that much but if you feel like your price is it's good you've adjusted it in the way that I've suggested and you've, you're working on number two and you just feel like you aren't getting enough traction in the current situation this is where being creative and doing things that you otherwise might not do would be the way to go start a start something out of left field something that people will talk about start a comic strip start a comedy sketch group about your thing start a start something that leans more into the entertainment value of what you do because it's easier for people to get into the entertainment thing and what I've noticed is that the education and the lifestyle inspiration angle of things is fairly saturated right and if you haven't carved out a sufficient space for yourself there carving out a space for yourself from an entertainment angle I just think there's always more room for that probably because it takes more creativity and and possibly more energy because you're not just sharing what you're doing you're you have to create a whole new thing well that might just be the price that you pay to get a space at the table So, those are my three points. If it's not working out and you're thinking of calling it quits, it's worth asking yourself, have I done everything I can with my price that allows me to think of it as a flexible long-term strategy? Have I done everything I can to address 
the tone that I'm presenting to the world and how that might be inadvertently affecting things. And if I've done those first two things, have I done have I have I done what I can to think outside the box and do what nobody else has done? Do the things that I myself have said I wasn't going to do. And it's worth noting that I've done all three of these things, right? I had to fix my price. I also had to fix the way I was talking about things. I had to learn how to present myself in a way that works. And then I have repeatedly, over and over, had to sort of push the boundary of what is it that people want? What is it that people get out of following along in my journey? What new innovative thing can I lean into? Whether it's completely of my own doing or following some trend that will change the needle on people ordering things, on people being interested in me and what I'm doing. And it's worth saying that with number three, that kind of doesn't stop. And there's no end to how many tries you can make on that. Now, ideally, doing that again and again will teach you a lot of what you need to know for number two, which is how you present yourself. But, but I think if it isn't working out, you should naturally assume that something is going on with one and two and look to change things in both of those categories before you assume that it's just a number three thing where you could try, you know, you're just waiting for the next strategy and if you at all find yourself saying, you know, this just hasn't worked out for me, I missed the boat, Instagram isn't what it used to be, you know, the scene has changed, only a few people can make it. If you're only, if you find yourself saying that, all the space is taken, I guarantee you haven't changed one and two enough. You haven't changed your pricing and you haven't changed your presentation, how you present yourself to the world sufficiently. Because if you do, there will be a point at which it works for you. Thank you for listening. We'll talk tomorrow.